Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 38, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays. We're going to continue with the BGG top games of all time, starting with number 100 and going to 109. And then finally, we're going to review the new hotness in Black Angel. Hi, everybody. I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. No, I'm Richie. So, uh, Chad, you uh, you took a lot of guff there last episode. I saw somebody on Twitter kind of came to your defense. Well, I mean, it wasn't. They even implied that it wasn't the first time that I was picked on in the episode. I'm good though. I, I can. Well, I, I mean, can stand strong. <laughs> When you give form a five and you give city a four, I got I got a little beef with you. You're talking yeah. about five for form Trajanum. I will, uh, you know, we'll do a look back on that, and I I will pull it down. I was just a little bit salt, salty because I felt I was going up against <laughs> you two, and I felt I had to counterbalance. When when we look back, I'll bring that down to a to a four at least. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So and, and hey. A four is not bad. I mean, no. it's, it's saying, hey, hey still no, like no, no, the no. game. If, it's still if, a top If you game. said we were playing City tonight, yeah. I would be like, okay, let's yeah, play. You absolutely. Know? And I'll tell you one other thing about City. I have now taught it to, I think, at least 12 people. And so far, everybody has come back saying, oh, my goodness, I really like this game, which is a cool thing because normally a heavy game like that, you're going to get some people who are be like, yeah, it's not for me. And so far, everybody's really liked it. So that's, yeah, you know. definitely. And, you know, I mean, there are good decisions to make, but I honestly don't even feel like it's that heavy of a game. So so I think it's there's some concepts in it, right, that we, you know, and so those concepts kind of we we think of them as heavy, but they're not necessarily once you get used to it. So it, it, it but you're right. It just flows. And that's that's a good thing about City. And and we haven't even said the whole name yet. We're talking about people. People. We're talking about City of the Big Shoulders Ooh. from Raymond Chandler the Third. And just so as you know, the contest, we haven't ended it yet. It's still going on for one more episode. If you want, you can retweet this episode out when it hits on Twitter. When I uh, release the when we release the episode on Wednesday, you can retweet my tweet of this episode even if you haven't done so for our last episode and then put in an iTunes review and coincidentally if you have already put in an iTunes review you can send us an email at punchboardparadise at gmail.com letting us know which review is yours your your handle uh, but you can do those two things and you can be entered in the contest to win and next episode then we will pick a winner for the Kickstarter version of City of the Big Shoulders that Richie and I don't get to have well, I mean, Knox might win a copy. You know, you never know. I already told you the little disclaimer says not eligible for Punchboard members or their families. Is the Knox iTunes review the one that says A D J F F F F F F? Because there was one up there I saw the other day, and I was not impressed with that review. Uh, it's possible. Right. Still, my favorite iTunes review of all time is that one that goes, "These guys are less annoying than other podcasts." <laughs> yeah. I swear. Yeah. Yes, I'll I have take had that compliment. Yeah, I've I've had better. Uh, I, I've had worse end of the year uh, job job uh, reviews or performance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Chad, what have you been playing here lately? Well, uh, one one game that I was really excited to get to the table was Era by Matt Leacock, and uh, 
Eggerspiel oh, yeah. games. Absolutely. You remember we played play that at Origins. Uh-huh. So I, I was excited to uh, to play with a copy. And yeah. Richie, I, do you remember playing that at Origins with us? Uh, no, but I did play it with Jessica. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you I think I was weeping in my uh, my bed with my leg up <laughs> during uh, Origins, yeah, yeah. gnashing yeah. his teeth. <laughs> so as we kind of talked about, but I'll explain it for, for our audience, ERA is a what they're terming a roll and build. So... It's kind of like those rolling rights that you've been hearing a lot about, but you have a pegboard. Now, if you've played Roll Through the Ages, and I have not, I hear that Era, the Medieval Age, is like Roll Through the Ages, also by Matt Leacock. And what you are doing is you are you are uh, starting out with just a couple of buildings on your board, and you're going to peg them into the slots on the board, and you also have dice that go with those buildings, and you're going to be rolling those every round, and it has a Yahtzee mechanism to it, even though I, I don't know what Yahtzee is, but it has <laughs> a Yahtzee mechanism to it. Are you it, sure? <laughs> where you can re-roll dice, of course, uh, two more times and try to get the faces that you want. The dice have resources on them. They have uh, a building action on them so you can build more more buildings with the resources you get. And they also have skulls. And skulls can be bad things for you, but they can also, if you roll enough of them, be bad things for other players too. So you've got those elements in there. So that's one nice mechanism about the game is you can affect other players. It's not a multiplayer solitaire 99 people can play this roll and write game it is affected uh, affecting people around the table also when you build buildings there's a finite number of certain buildings and then you're out because the other cool thing about this game one of the big ways to score is by walling in your city so if you surround your city with walls you get double points for the buildings that you've built and hey let me tell you in the last game i played there's a finite number of walls not everybody got to wall in their city it's a really Really nice game. Um, I, we definitely enjoyed our plays of it. I'll, I'll talk more about it in a second. But Clef, you've played it since since we brought it back from Gen Con as well, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. I've played it a few times. Um, I got in a couple of two-player games. I taught my wife um, how to play it. I think it's the one game she's played with me like in the past six months. So that was that was great. And taught a couple of other people. Component-wise, this game is amazing. I yeah, mean, it's it ridiculous. Is, I mean, it's got just over the top. And it's so... Obviously, theme makes you know about no you know no matter to me whatsoever. But it is nice at the end of the game when you kind of look and see you've got this nice little city. You know, it's walled in. You get these little different things. Uh, you know, it, it looks nice. I mean, they did a really really nice job with the production. Yeah, absolutely. And and Richie, you you played yours at two player with with your wife, right? I did, and I got destroyed. I needed a certain size uh, wall. She took that from me, and then she kept just pinging me for uh, resources at the end of every round. She, she would always have more swords than me, and I just could not get the builds I needed, and I got destroyed. So that's another interesting thing. We talked about the skulls, but you also have a die that you can take with the keep uh, buildings. Keeps, uh, they're these kind of turret things. The keeps uh, give you a die that have shields and swords on them. So everybody's rolling those because you start with one. And if you have the most swords more than anybody else, you get to take a resource from anybody around the table that you have more swords than. So another point of interaction, which is kind of fun. Yeah, and I found that to be a little bit more meaningful in a more multiplayer game. Like with just the two players, it was like sometimes you randomly had more and then, you know, yeah, I mean, losing a resource is tough. But in that multiplayer, when all of a sudden somebody, you have more than everybody and you get to go around to every single person and be like, Give me a resource, give me a resource, give me a resource. That is really where that shines, I thought. I agree. I played this at two and at three, and then I play, we played it at four at Origins. Yeah. And I think three is my favorite player count for this game because mm. it 
it gives you enough time to build something, you know, because the pieces, once certain amount of pieces are gone, the game is over. At, at three players, there's enough time to kind of build up your village enough to do stuff, to cascade some options and, and that kind of stuff. But it doesn't go on for longer than you want. Right, right. Yeah, so. I can see that because definitely two... Because there's a couple of buildings where you just have one, and once that's built, I mean, that's one of the buildings that are yeah. going to go towards triggering the end. I Went think there's only three? Three spots, yeah. Three, and I yeah. thought that was a little quick, and my wife said the same thing. It was like she's the moment she kind of felt like she got something going a little bit, boom, the game was over. And I would guess, honestly, if you really wanted to, uh, and we do this with, uh, for example, um, my wife and I like to play um, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. We set that up like a three-player game because the building tiles uh, take a different, make a difference with that. And I would imagine because it lets you you score more objectives. I would imagine you could kind of do the same with this if you wanted to. But that's kind of the way the that the uh, instruction manual tells you to do it. But anyway, three was great. I I played with my family, which. Honestly, I feel that's the sweet spot for this game. This game is a great family weight game. I think it's almost a gateway plus game. If that, you know, I mean, most Roland rights are pretty easy to suss out sure. anyway. Yeah. And this is a lot like that. But the better thing is that it has interactivity. So you're going to have gamers be interested in it a little bit too, I think. It's not like a gamer's game hugely. But I mean, they're going to they're gonna sit and play this game because they, you know, it's not multiplayer solitaire. A very unique take on the roll and write genre that is so hot right now. I think they did yeah. a really neat job with it. And we finished, and I said to my wife, what do you think? And she said, you know what? I, I liked it. She said, "I that's better than any of the other roll and writes we've played. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we've played Welcome 2. We've played Gonshun Clever. We've played Dice Stars. You know, we've played some. Sure, so sure. I was surprised. But she, you know, she liked building her village, and that my son got into it, too. So I think it's it's good for that. Now, one thing I will address really quick the price point I think is seventy nine ninety nine for this game. Okay, and so I don't think it's it's I think it's fair to to talk about it. Obviously that that is a high cost for what is a roll and build, but I think I would tell people if they're hemming and hawing over it, you should try to see if your if your game shop has a demo copy or just try to get a chance to play the game because I think it's worth playing to decide whether you want to. I know some people are going to be put off by that cost. But if you feel like you have a group to play this with that likes to play, uh, you know, not just heavy games or sometimes wants a filler game like that, this is good for that. Right. So it may be worth it for you. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of plastic and a lot of custom dice. So, I yeah. mean, the, the price does make sense when you actually open it up and see the, the, yeah. the production of it. Absolutely, because it's a Gonzo production. Yeah. So that was era. Era, <laughs> won't you go rolling those dice? Whoa. Okay, do you know what this, that one is, Richie? Here's the issue. I think, I think in your <laughs> I head, do. I think in your head, you're hearing it a little different. Like, <laughs> oh, Clef knows it. Clef knows it. I do know what song he. Because I want to, I do want to say it to the audience. After the show last time, I actually listened to the song that they were talking about, and, and of course, I've heard that song. <laughs> oh, the it's, Sister Christian. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am insulted, <laughs> as you should be, <laughs> buddy. Hey. I'm going to defend you. I have known both songs that you have done so far. Thank you. So, okay, I have known what they okay, are. Okay, what's the song? So, Sarah. By, Star oh, Sarah, by yes. Starship. I do know that song. Yes. So, there you go. So, <laughs> right. I, I, yes, oh, I have no, gotten what, you, what you're do saying. I need, I, do, I need a full band behind me. I guess. I'm just wondering, is this going to be a new thing every I know, this is going to be a. You know, this is like part of our game thing. It's a new game. All right, take us to what you've been playing. I'm sorry. Well, I got to get a chance. Let's see, last week. Uh, my heavy gaming group came over and I taught two of them Arkwright. And that 
took a while. Obviously, anytime you teach people ArcWrite, it's going to take a little bit of time. So when we got done with ArcWrite, we decided instead of going into another heavy game, we were going to do some lighter party type of games. Okay? So we decided we were going to play uh, Decrypto. Um, and if everybody remembers Decrypto, or if you don't know what Decrypto is, it's basically kind of a word association game where you and a team were, are kind of trying to give clues that correspond to these four words that you have uh, that you have to show like that have this code. And you're trying to do it where you're giving them the information so your team knows what the code is, but you don't want to be too obvious so that the other team, that they're, they're doing the same thing, that they can kind of intercept your code so that they can figure out what your code is of your words. And your words are normal, simple things like internet and father and, and nightmare and, and words like that. And you're trying to just do little words and things like that to get your team to guess it. Now, this has always been a fun game and I've, I've enjoyed it, but it happened to be at Origins, not at Origins, at Gen Con, I picked up the new expansion for Decrypto, which is called LaserDisc. Now, it really has nothing to do with LaserDisc, but it's just kind of a cool little thing that they did. But what LaserDisc expansion gives you is it gives you a whole bunch of categories. And at the beginning of each round, you are going to flip up one of these categories. And it may be as simple as something like word has to start with the letter A or items that are the, the words have to be four letters or less, something simple like that. Or it could be has to be something that was in the Old West, something like that. OK, some sort of a category. And when you go to do your words, you have to have one of your words correspond to the category. If you use the category and all three of your words match that category, then you get a little laser disc. And if you ever get two laser discs, you can actually turn those in and try to simply guess one of the other team's words. And if you guess one of their words, you get one of these uh, communication, uh, intercept communication tokens, which if you get two of those, you win the game. So it has, gives you another way to get some of those tokens. And at first, when we kind of read it and thought about it, it was like, okay, this isn't really going to be all that big a deal. Oh, wow. It really changed the game for us. I mean, uh, both Dan, uh, who I played with, and my friend, and my friend Mason, and my son Dan, that reversed that <laughs> other way around. <laughs> my son Mason, my friend Dan. <laughs> Uh, both of them said it took the game up a couple of notches for them in a rating. They said, you know, it made it much better because it was really interesting. And I'll tell you, when you're looking at Internet and you're trying to figure out a word that corresponds with something in the Old West, that's not real easy. Right? <laughs> they, they, they didn't have Internet back in the uh, <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. And so an expansion that honestly really changed the game. I was surprised on how much it changed it and for the better, in my opinion. I really liked it. Laserdisc, huh? That's what it's called, Laserdisc. It's interesting. I feel like we're going back to the 80s, which, you know, we were talking about the 80s last time, and you and, yeah, and 90s is really is Laserdisc. Laser yeah, yeah, 90s, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking beta. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which, by, incidentally, I did talk to your wife the other day and asked her if she had any 80s photos of you, at, you know, because I was hoping for the parachute pants thing. She yeah. showed me something of you in, like, this really weird Teddy Ruxpin Rick Ruxpin She wasn't outfit. supposed to show you that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> what? I asked her to put it away, but she didn't have any parachute, <laughs> parachute pants. So uh, I got those. I got those hidden. That's that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want you guys. Yeah, I might have to those. work in Photoshop on that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can make that happen. Oh man! <laughs> and I used to have the Michael Jackson jacket. You remember the one with all the zippers on it? <laughs> yeah. I had Did one, you of have one of those. Oh, heck yeah! 
I had uh, I had the shades with the leather wrap around on the there on the you sides go. Of them. Yeah, I never had the, I never had the glove though. I never had just the single glove. I, yeah. was, I was not that cool. <laughs> <probably for> the <laughs> best. Uh, and you know what else? Oh, real what? quick, what else we played that night? What was that? You remember how last episode you were talking about that game called Medium? Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, we decided to make up our own version of that game that night. <laughs> so we did. We had four of us. It was it was Dan, like I said, my son Mason, and then our other friend Brent, and the four of us. Like two of us, they would start off, like say Dan and Mason, and they would just say a random word, you know, at the same time. And then whatever those two words were, then the next two people, then they had to try to make a word. So just similar to what you, you know, you and and Finn were doing. We just made up our own version, though. And then whoever had three points or something was the winner or whatever. But it was just ridiculous fun. I mean... You don't think that's really fun, but it is. I'm telling you, you have to play this game. I almost brought it over because Stephanie played, she did that exact same thing at one of our game nights. And I was like, this this needs some rules. Can we please have some rules to this game? Because it, it got really we, weird. And we got some rules or whatever. And we were doing like speed at one point, like where you had to do it like in three seconds. You had to come up with a word. And then we started getting like where we took poker chips and they were like, okay, you can throw this in for an extra five seconds if you want more time and stuff like that. Yeah, we were like going deep into this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, my voice was almost gone by the end of it because I would yell the word when it was my turn to like yell a word. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, me- medium people, check check out medium because there's there's even uh you know it ups the ante with these powers which I haven't played yeah. yet either. So was, I'm gonna pick that up then. I mean, if Clef is enjoying it, was, it yeah, then, yeah, it was enjoyable. And I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, we're we're playing Arkwright, you know, to start the night off with, and then we're ending with you know yelling random words at each other trying to match at the other. All right, you, yeah, you, people. So yeah, so lay off Clef a little bit. He's not always stodgy i mean uh, he's the uh, he, there's some yeah. games that he, he he doesn't you know he very, doesn't mind very playing. few right. now you've brought up arc right twice oh yeah is it still holding up after city yes 100 there, there was a quite the pause there There was a pause because what i want to say is i i really feel like they are different games they do not give me besides you saying well they're heavy euro games yes but they give me different feelings. I There is mo- so much more different avenues and things that I worry about in Arkwright that is different from City of the Big Shoulders. So I, I as I kind of alluded to last episode, yes, I'm sure there are things that are taken from Arkwright that Raymond used, but... I feel like they're different games. There's and, a different feel to it. And, yes, and okay. I feel holds up. I'm going to need a shower after this, but I agree with Clef actually on this one. So <laughs> Whoa! I uh, this is like the second time this episode we like what we agreed here. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I think he's right, and the, the Arkwright won't go away for me. And again, I know it's not like a five or a six, but Arkwright won't go away for me because it's a it, it's that appeal track. That yeah. appeal track it, has so much bumping heads on it. And I don't think it's going to go away from me or anything like that. Like I said, it's it's high up in my top 25. I'm right. just worried that every time I'm going for like a heavy that economic game of that it yeah. will draw that city will draw me away. Sure. Just okay. just cuz of the accessibility. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Now, but, now that could be true cuz cuz yeah. you you can teach and play city a lot easier than 100%. you can. 100%. I mean, when I went into teaching Arkwright and I was teaching Dan and Brent, it was like, "Oh boy, this is, you know, I mean, yeah. you got a lot of steps you got to go through." And then kind of trying to explain how, you know, you've got to pay the uh, administrative costs and, you know, then there's certain tiles that that matters for. And there's certain there's a lot of talk there. And that's all before you got all this stuff before you even get to. And by the way, here's 27 different special tiles that you have to look at and decide which one you want to get. You know, it's 
Yes, it's definitely in my heavier still, and especially with the teach. And that is true. City streamlines some of those things and does that does that well. So yeah, absolutely. But enough about that, Richie. We want to hear you talk about what you've been playing too. We do. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> let's listen to him. Well, I've been working through <laughs> my my list of shame, even though Clef did not help when he came back from Gen Con handing me a pile of games. Um, oh, I love you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, while you were gone, I had like crossed off three, and then you like gave me three games. I was like, oh, well, I did nothing there. Hold on real quick. And how many more Gricklos have we played in the past uh, since I've asked you last? Come on, Chad. I'm, 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 I will bring it up. It will happen. <laughs> yes. If, if, if for nothing I else, then so I'll tell Stephanie. Right <laughs> it has to be a full, complete game. You can't do anything like, oh, Stephanie, just make one move and then we'll pretend no, that doesn't no <laughs> i just wanted to check on it that will happen okay. <laughs> all right well all right so what we're game not did gonna, you get? I, we're gonna play full games there will be no agricola interruptus right, okay just, just want to make sure don't let me down chad all right richie what did you cross off the list <laughs> i crossed off an older uh reiner canizia that recently got a, re- a reprint and that's blue moon city put out by come on games uh, is the latest Come printing. on, games! <laughs> oh man, it's, I can't get used to. That. I can't either. It's yeah, I just can't. <laughs> but in this, is kind of like a it's almost like a race uh, card management area control game. It's a little odd, but it's uh, we played it at two. Me and Jessica played it because so I'm just trying to knock these off. Even though this game probably will play better at the at four at the full player count, but I gotta get I gotta get through this list. It's getting ugly. <laughs> Good luck, man. <laughs> and I'm Good running luck. out of time. <laughs> But in this game, uh, you'll have a hand of cards, and out on the board, the whole theme of the game is that you're rebuilding this destroyed city, of uh, Blue Moon City. You start in the middle, which has like a uh, an obelisk is in the middle, and that's where you will start. And on your turn, you're going to have a hand of cards. I think you start the game with eight cards. Uh, but on your turn, you start off, and you go through the same, uh, phase, the same phases each turn. But you'll have a movement phase first, and you can either move or not. It's up to you. And then you go to the contribution phase. So on each of these tiles, and they're two-sided tiles, so they start off on their uh, destroyed side. And on the destroyed side, they have these different values. So like five, two, three, these different values, and and a, spe- a specific color. And to contribute, you just need to pay cards equal that are that are that color equal in value. So if you have a, a three and a two in your hand in red, you can rebuild one of the spots, you can rebuild a five red spot. And you can contribute as much as you want on your turn. And then uh, once, so let's say that there's three spots in that particular one, each tile is a little different, but let's say there's three spots in this particular example. Once all three of those spots are filled in, then you go to a scoring. So the tile will flip. Whoever has the majority of disc on that tile will get a majority bonus. Then everyone who has contributed to the construction of that tile will get some type of bonus. And then if there are any neighboring tiles that have already been completed, everyone that contributed will get a bonus from those neighboring tiles that have been completed. So you're doing all of this to try to get crystals that you'll take back to the center of the board, which is the obelisk. And then uh, in a two-player game, there's less spots on there, but uh, let's say it, I think the first one was seven crystals. You'll have to pay seven crystals to put a disc up there. So you're losing disc. These discs are a finite resource that you have. You'll put a disc up there, and then it's whoever gets six disc on the obelisk wins the game. So as soon as someone gets their six disc up there, they win the game. Uh, so that's what you're doing. You're going out. You're trying to reconstruct the city. Uh, and also on these cards, there are powers on them that let you break the rules, essentially. So you can either play them for their powers, or you can use them to contribute to the construction and that's all you're doing you're running around trying to race and get crystals to build the city there's something about dragons 
I'm not even going to try to explain that. So it doesn't really make any sense. You get a bonus if you build in the presence of a dragon. The theme is terrible. So, <laughs> oh, no, that, see, that makes perfect sense to me. But uh, you should get a bonus if you build in the presence I would, I would of a dragon. I would agree with that, yes. Right? Well, that's the game. I want to try it. We're going to be uh, playing with the Stuckies this weekend, so I really want to try it at four because I think it would be a lot more interesting at four. So you liked it enough that you're ready to play it again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. definitely well, uh, be... a good family weight game. Uh, for sure, and what would I think you, it be- better at four. Okay, what would you? I mean, what other game would it be even close to that? Ladies and gentlemen, I have stumped Richie. Splendor, right? Everything Splendor, right? <laughs> um, actually, it's uh, Concordia. Concordia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything Concordia. is Concordia. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Um, so that's interesting. Well, I'd, I'd like to give it a shot. Then. Yeah, we'll have to try. It's definitely quick, so we'll have to try it one time. So. I always get this confused with Blue Moon Legends, and oh yeah, I've heard that's, good things about that too. But that's like some uh, almost yeah, that's like more a like a game, right? yeah like an LCG okay. almost I think well at least the latest it's printing like a, which I think it's out of print again but it's a head to head two player where you have your own deck of a particular race or whatever right and there's dragons like, in there too <laughs> I'm always up for dragons uh, <laughs> but always it's I think it's in the present uh, like it's included in the box like it's. It's an LCG, but I mean, I think everything is included yeah. in the box. Basically. Yeah, the the latest printing, which I think Fantasy Flight put out, it has like all the expansions, all the different decks that they had come out with before, are in that. But I, I do think that's hard to find now. Okay, okay. okay. Well, and I'm gonna. Who was that? What game publisher was this one by? The Blue. <laughs> the cool Blue? mini or not? <laughs> Come on, games! <laughs> well, I'm going to cheat here and name one more, but I, it's because you all have played it, so you can all jump in. But it's uh, from my birthday game day that we played this. So we played. Uh, I was anxious to get a copy of this and have Clef pick up my pre-order from Boards and Dice Games, and so he brought me back Sierra West by Johnny Pack Canton, and we played it. Uh, I've played it a couple times since, but we played it my birthday game day at three, and it's a it's an interesting game because you have a board with basically we'll call it teeth in it. You're slotting it in a la Granja if anybody's ever seen that, and when you slot these three cards into the top of your board with the teeth, some symbols on the cards get covered up and some symbols are exposed, and they make a green and a brown path basically in a line. And you're going to use that green and brown path to make your uh, make your men walk along the the path. You have these basically these two different workers. Now, these workers can also go down below on your board for these buildings that you buy because as they go along the path, they will collect different resources, but certain spots on the path also have resource costs. And then if they uh, they have, uh, they have uh, boot symbols, and those boot symbols that they land on can let you either have your man out there, the pioneer, he can walk up this mountain, the Sierra West mountains there, and he can land on cards and grab those cards. So it's basically like you're building those cards into your deck, or you are building cabins if you have the resource. The cabins go below at the bottom of your board, and uh, one or two of your guys can go to those cabins and get those actions as well, and then go back up to the path, which is kind of nice. So you can you can chain actions together, and it's kind of like a little optimization puzzle. And therein, I think, lies the rub. So I know you guys have views on this. I did. I will say there were a couple of rules that we got wrong because it was a little bit later after we had played Black Angel and some other stuff, and and went through some heavier games. But uh, I'd be 
I, I well, I want to hear your take on it, obviously. So so chime in here for me. I, I just had to ask, did it get better with the rules corrections? Yes, it did because there were okay. more more chances for combos. So the way we played it, and I I the rule was a little bit confusing, but the way we played it, we put a guy either down by the cabins or up on the path and he couldn't move back up. But once you go to the cabins, you can move back up. So you can chain some stuff together there. Okay. Now, it's not going to fix one of the things that I think Clef will talk uh, about that he didn't like. Well, that it, certainly makes a better. Yeah, yeah that, it does. I, that, that is was a lot just, better. I mean, we never went down to the cabin because it was just point. I mean, it just. Right. Yeah, yeah it didn't make okay. any sense. I, I, I really did enjoy the slotting in of the cards. Agreed. And planning that. I Agreed. think that, that was really cool. I, I like I guess that mechanism. My big worry when I ever, whenever I see that, you know, there's three games in one is that they're all going to be mediocre, mediocre and not instead of just one good game. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely try it again, but I guess that's my worry. Well, Clef can talk about this, and then I'll kind of... I I think I know what he's going to say, but go ahead, Clef. This is the most amazing game I've ever played. (laughs) Okay, I'm floored. (laughs) No, no, in all honesty, something about it just, you know, maybe a rule change or something could have made it different, but overall, I just... I found the actual game to be very mediocre. That's just how I felt about it didn't I didn't ever felt like big you know well and the one thing that I really don't like about games and this is and Chad probably is saying yep this is what you're going to say is I don't like games where okay now Chad's taking his turn and now I'm sitting here and I'm waiting I'm waiting I'm waiting now Richie's taking his turn and I'm just sitting here and I'm waiting I'm waiting I'm waiting and then finally it gets over to me and now it's my turn and now I take my turn and I do my little turn here and now once again I'm sitting there and sometimes I might be sitting there for five six seven minutes depending on you know i mean you could have a big you could have some big turns in that game where they take a long time to combo off and you're sitting there going oh wait no wait a minute i want to do this oh wait no i'm gonna do this and so there's just there was a lot of time and so it just really disinterested me really fast because i didn't feel like i was engaged and whatever those traps were that richie and i just completely (laughs) ignored i mean i realize you do those on other people but that's not really interaction there's oh you played a a bear oh okay well i'll spring this trap you know i don't know so uh, mediocre is what i feel the mechanism i love i love those tucking of those cards to make your action spots i would like to see that in some of a some sort of a heavier game or whatever there is so there is a lot of chance for ap in this game because it is an optimization puzzle. You are trying to figure out how to get to the end of your path so you can hit the summit actions that are at the actual top of the cards. And so you're working through, oh, this guy's going to get me this resource, which lets this guy move along the path up above him and then chain this. And when you get a whole bunch of buildings out, then it's even worse. And you look at those three cards and you've got all the, you know, now you're supposed to slot cards basically, you know, as soon as you get them out. So you're not doing that when it's your turn, really. You should already have it. But you're right. There are two actions that you can do on other people's turns, which is to use a meeple to to trap an animal which have to do with these tiles down based on what what are on the other players cards that they may have played out their turn or if they hit these homestead tracks that are are multipliers for certain certain scoring things at the end of the game with with resources then if they hit those then you can bring a meeple down to hit a trading a tracking trading thing and get that resource on on other people's turns but it's it doesn't make up for the fact that when, especially when it's your first game, there's a lot of puzzling through things and sure. a lot of taking back and moving around. And I actually was on the forums just kind of looking at some stuff and saw that Rainier from Boards and Dice had said, "Don't." I would recommend not playing this the first time at more than two or three. And we, we only played at three, but yeah, I would say two. And I would even say 
that the this kind of game and I, I do enjoy it. I'm gonna play it some more, but I would even say it too that it, it it's it may just be a two player game for me. Like okay. you may just play it, you know, and, and so you teach it that one time. Now you play it with somebody who knows how to play it and you go a little faster. And I, I liked it more at two because it was it was more back and forth. If you can imagine, it felt kind of like Imperial Settlers did for me where mm-hmm. you're puzzling through all those options on the cards. And, I, you know, I do this and then I do this and, the, you know, those kinds of things. So it, it, I, in my opinion, it's a good game, but not at not not at more than two for me anyway hmm, interesting okay. okay well that's it for what we've been playing whoa whoa whoa, whoa. hey fellas you remember what? this it's covered in cobwebs what, what, and what richie's bag it only has one letter in do it do you have something <laughs> in your bag richie <laughs> i do finally. i didn't even know we still did that segment i thought it was like like lost all i right. forgot about it as well all right so who is the emailer from dave our our favorite canadian Oh, Saskatoon, Saskatoon, Saskatoon Dave. Dave. It's the only person ever emails you, Rich. You better send it to people. Hey, I'll take people. it. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dave. Otherwise, you'd never have this segment again. All right. So his question is, I'm looking to pick up brass. Clef's ears good, just perked up there. Good, good, yep, All right. All right. You're on the right path already, Dave. Yep. So here's the tough question. Lancashire or Birmingham? Wow, that's oh. pretty good. I know I it's mean, hard, but please just pick one. So. Wow, Dave. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I'll let you guys go first. Lancashire right. or Birmingham? Which Birmingham? Which, Birmingham. Um, I will refrain. I'm just going to say brass one and brass two for the remainder of this. And I, I, I honestly, I consider them the same game. Like if I if I was in Dave's shoes and I know he told me just to pick one, I would I would buy both, even though that that's not <laughs> the answer that he wants to hear. I, I think we need Dave, to respect I, his wishes. Here's, here's what okay, I'm going to say okay. to you, Dave. Skip. Eaten for like a week. Yeah, just and get both of them. There you go, and get both of them. Or you know, I don't know. Maybe right, well, maybe the kid well, needs some sneakers or something. Just let's too bad. pick one. No. Let's pick one. All right, let's fine. pick one. Chad, what you what would you say? This is this is really tough because I I like both. I would say, I think, based on what Saskatoon Dave has liked in the past, as far as the games that he's liked and 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 some of that kind of stuff, I think he would like Brass Birmingham. Now, it's important to remember that there's some there's some more long-term planning sometimes. I, I couldn't I shouldn't even say it that way. Sometimes with Brass Lancashire you want the boats, you know, and you got to plan which track you're going to go up and how you're going to do that. Uh, but that's just sometimes it feels like Brass Lancashire is a little bit more prescribed. So it means you have to race to those spaces or do certain actions. Okay, so you're going Brass number 2. I will say Brass B. Okay, Brass B. I will say this, Dave. You cannot go wrong. No matter which one you pick, you will be happy. That is true. However, saying that, I will say go Brass number one. Because Brass number one, the base original game, you need to play that, I think, before you move on and play Birmingham. Okay? Just simply because the game is amazing. And I think Everybody should be able to experience that. And some people will say it's still tougher, but the actual mechanics of the game are easier. It's easier to understand and explain the mechanics of the game without having to deal with the beer and the weird, you know, different stuff. It's it's a little bit more simpler, but it's it's the classic game. So if I had to right now, if you 
put a gun to my head and said, Clef, you can only keep one of them. I'm keeping that, uh, brass the base game. I'm not going to say it right now because I don't feel good right now. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like Ben is uh, Ben Maddox is, is rushing through my veins right now. So You'd be correct. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Richie? I'm going to say you find someone, because I do agree with Clef, I think you, you need to play the original first. But I'm going to say go find someone who owns the original, play it, and then go buy Birmingham. Wow, okay. I like I like the different ports moving around. I like the beer, and I you know I like the wonky. I, I do think it is a little prescribed as far as the strategies in the original. Right now, it may be the same with Birmingham, and we just have not played that enough. I know for myself, I haven't played it enough to whether or not to say that. But you know, playing the app so many times and like going into the forums and you know looking at the different strategies that people talk about, there are you know there's only a handful of them. Sure. Would, it, would it help him sure. to play the app, the 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 Apple iTunes app? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not even Apple. Um, yeah, you can get it on Steam. You yeah, can get you it can, on yeah, uh, okay. Android. Everything. Yeah, 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 it's available on everything now. Um, yeah, I mean that's definitely an option, but I'd still say, yeah, you got to have the base if you if you haven't played either one of them. But Dave, you cannot go wrong. Yeah, you can't. So you really can't. Whatever one you buy, I'm going to guarantee you. You're going to be trying to figure out then how to get enough money to get the next one. <laughs> that's the truth. Yes, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dave, for the email. And, uh, you know, wow. we'll Rich get another email bad. from you in Woo. a few more months. And Come on, people. Somebody <laughs> write into Richie. I don't care if you just write into Richie and say, hey, Richie, uh, what's your favorite part about Euro Trip? You know, we can answer yeah. that yeah. type of question. I do care about that. Don't write that in. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> that's, I want to hear about it. which pants should I wear today? <laughs> I'd rather answer that question. <laughs> there could be all kind of great questions that people can write in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's... All right. Let's get on with this review. <laughs> Humanity, through its irresponsible behavior, has exhausted the natural resources of Earth, making it almost uninhabitable. And in a burst of lucidity, pressed by the irreversible degradation of the planet, the great nations are forced to put aside their differences and share their knowledge in order to create the most vast spacecraft ever constructed. Thus, the Black Angel is launched. Black Angel is a one-to-four player game of dice drafting and tile placement, and the game is played out over several rounds in which it ends when the Black Angel has moved and landed on the actual planet Spez, which is a horrible name. I don't... Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you will, on your turn, be able to do one of two things. You're going to draft dice to take an action. All right? So you have, you have dice that you have drafted in your area, and you will choose one of those, or you can buy somebody else's die if you don't like yours, as long as they haven't locked theirs. These things, those two things take resources to do, so you want to make sure that you have some of those on hand. The other thing, if you do not have dice or cannot buy another person's, you are going to collect all the die that you should have based on robots in the various die pools. They're basically thought of as 
command decks at different parts of the Black Angel. If you have some robots in each of those pools, you get a die. So, for example, if I had two of my robots in the yellow pool and one in the green and one in the blue, I'm going to get four die, two of the yellow and one of each of the other color. And I will roll those, and at that time I will clear off my AI player board, which has programming on it, and then I will move the Black Angel across the board towards Spez. Now, these die do certain actions. One of the actions that they can do is take debris cubes off certain spaces because debris cubes, if they're on a space, will lower the pips of your die. And I should say these die values are a star, which is zero, or one, or two, or three. Having certain debris cubes after you've cleared them off, you can put them on your own technology board to trigger off certain technologies or just put them in storage. Now the debris cubes are nice because they will let you flip a die to its opposite side. So a zero then becomes a two and a one becomes a three in that example. Now the other action you can do is take Ravager cards off the board because Ravager cards get put on the board when people do missions out on the board space as Black Angel moves through space. And Ravager cards get put out on the space and give you penalties to do. So, for example, you may have to lock one of your robots on the card if there's a Ravager card in a space that you want to take an action to. Various things like that. So, not only do you want those off the space, but you might want those Ravager cards in your hand because they are wild cards. They will help trigger the various technologies on your personal board. The other thing that you can do on your turn is take a yellow die to draft a technology tile paid by with the pips from your die. So you can take two kinds of technology tiles, the basic ones that are of the three different colors that I've mentioned, or a black one that is an end game scoring tile. They slide in in certain slots and can push other technology tiles out. And eventually you want your black technology tiles to get over onto the right to help you score end game points. The other thing you can do at each of those colored locations is place out a mission card. Now you have cards that are in your hand that are yellow, blue, and green as well. And if you are able to put out a scout ship from the Black Angel and land on a certain colored spot that corresponds with a mission card from your hand, you can play that card out. Those cards do one of two things. The first card may give you, and the first thing it may do is give you an action that you can use a colored die for on a later turn. So for example, you can convert a resource to another resource based on the pips of that color of the die. However, the other thing that it could do is give you a bunch of points or a bunch of resources whenever the black angel moves and that card drops off the back end of the movement space tile. There are various reasons and ways to use your cards. One of the things you can do is before your turn, when, before you draft a die, you will put a card out on your technology board and it will trigger all the technology tiles that are the same color as the card within that row or column. And again, like I said, the red ones are wild, so they can trigger everything, but a green, yellow, or blue card can only trigger green, yellow, or blue tiles. In this way, you are trying to chain combos together to get various resources, to get points, to be the best AI that has ever been before Black Angel reaches Spez. So, fellas, uh, I apologize. That was not a brief overview, but there's a lot going on in this game. Huh? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> there's a lot going on, for sure. There, there is a lot of stuff that's going on in this game. No, Chad, that was an excellent over rules overview. So, art and components. Richie, 
What's your feelings on the art and components of this game? Uh, they're great. By far, one of the best components that I've seen in a long time is little spaceships. <laughs> and you got the little guy that you can put in there. When I first saw, I think Chad sent me this picture a long time ago, because I, I am a big fan of uh, Twa. I think it's like number 15 in my top 100. And I mean, just seeing the picture of this got me excited. The art is fantastic. We all know Chad loves the art. We don't even need to go into that. So we can just skip Chad on yeah, the art. Yeah, we'll just skip Chad on the art. Gonna... Uh, but yeah, fantastic production overall, for sure. Well, also, and and we should say this up front, the same three designers designed Twa, and it has some of those mechanisms. You just talked last episode about Selenia, which was traveling that, mm-hmm. that airship along the track. This Black Angel does the same thing, which you said in the last episode, stripped that mechanism out of this a a lot. But there is the dice drafting in some ways in this game that is like Twa. Now, we'll talk about the differences, but I just wanted to give people a heads up. That's that's where we're coming from with this. Sure. Yeah, we had uh, Gabby on our Slack channel the other day. She played this for the first time, and she took a little picture of the little robot guy in the little spaceship and the scout ship yeah little scout ship yeah and said her favorite component of all time yeah i mean richie we were i mean i was like had like three hours (laughs) of sleep that i was going on but i was zooming that little guy around you know that was a fun little component you guys you guys you guys clef and richie were getting into the theme of this game they were telling stories about bob and bob dropping off the freddy right yeah it was fred Fred. come on come on on. let's let's, let's call him by the right name all right i mean if i'm gonna use some theme all right uh, yeah, the components in this game are are, are top notch. Nice dice, uh, good solid plastic dice. You know everything about it. Really good. The cards are nice uh, yeah. material. There's there's nothing, and the art is you know it, it's obviously it's Ian O'Toole, but just beautiful. I mean the the how he used those color palette just to kind of make that game. It, it looks amazing. I mean, it's probably one of the best looking games I've I've ever seen. I yeah, mean, it's, it's awesome. It's looking. a space game that's not blue, black, and white. Yeah, no, yeah like, absolutely right yeah, and yep. and and uh i would say now i did I, and this is important i think if, if you're going to play this game i made color copies of the appendix sheet because there are a ton of cards and a ton of tiles that even though it they will make sense on your first play you have to go looking sure, through the, this sheet the, there's over too and over. much iconography for you to be able to go yep i understand it all right and right. i don't think that's yeah. that's a that's a fault i don't think there's anything that uh, that you know, tool could have done better with this, as far as as far as I can think of, anyway, right, with with right. this. No, but honestly, once you, because I mean, on, on the second play, I really didn't have to reference it that much. Once you have played it and you understand the rules, the, it starts making sense. Sure, I would agree with you. It yeah. doesn't take very long, so. and the player aid is pretty darn good too. Everybody Definitely. has a player aid, and it also states what number player you are and what you get if you're not the first player, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Chad, talk about the rule book because you read the rule book, uh, taught Richie and I. So, how was the rule book? I thought the rule book, for the most part, was pretty good. There's some niggling stuff once in a while with how things activate and how tiles. And our first play was kind of a problem because we didn't know that once once uh, the planet Spez is in sight because it kind of falls off with this tile and then it sits in front of the Black Angel. Once that's in sight, the other tiles keep falling off in the back until you move up to it, which makes sense because the mission cards have to have yeah. to still be triggered, but sure. it just doesn't explain it very well in the rule book. But for yeah. the most part, it's a pretty good rule book. And I think that the there's plenty of examples of that sort. It's just that there is a lot of are a lot of cards. And so sometimes the timing of certain activations are important. Yeah, sure. Let's let's get to the gameplay. Richie, what what did you think about the gameplay? Um and I mean I'm definitely gonna compare it a lot to, to Twa. 
So I'll, I I apologize now because I'm I, I, I will, I will probably bring I will that not up. Get after you or anything. I appreciate so. that, okay, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and compared to Twa, it is definitely it's not as mean. It's not as tight. It's definitely more open. One of the things that changed in this, especially with the, because in Twa, the dice, I mean, that's everything. Buying the dice, buying dice, other people's dice, using other people's dice, that's everything. And there's a lot of times where after you roll your dice, you're like, just please don't, don't buy my die. Like, I need this die. I need this value. That's another thing. The values, you're going from, it's a normal D6 in Twa, and this, it goes just zero to three. So the the swing is not as big. So losing a six, it can be huge, especially if we got a bunch of ones left. In this, there really was no tension around the dice. It seemed like I it didn't matter. Like every time I went to go take a turn, I could get the die that I wanted. It seemed easier to do it in this game because all you have to do is give up the uh, crystal or whatever that resource is called. Yeah, it's kind of a rare resource. Thing. Yeah. And the only other thing that the crystal really does is there are points at the end of the game with that or there are that that locks a die so that people can't take it. Yeah. And, and since the values aren't as, you know, there's not as big of a gap between the values, it just seemed like I could always get what I need it. Even though I can't, it's just like in Twa, you cannot, if you buy someone else's die, you can't turn it, you can't flip it. But it, for some reason, it just, there was never any tension around that for me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, your name is Clef. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've played Twa quite a bit as well. I mean, do you feel the same there? I mean, okay, if we're, if I'll do a real quick comparison to Twa here before I, you know, just talk about Black Angel, but I would agree with pretty much everything that you just said. In Twa, it is very, not only is it like, oh my goodness, I don't want them to steal my dice, but it's also very painful to take other people's dice, especially if you yeah. want to like get a big turn there and you take one dice or even, you know, take one dice from one person, one from another, you're still having to pay a lot of money to do that. And it's very hard to do. And getting more dice is hugely important in Twa. You really want to make sure you stay with enough meeples in those buildings to get enough dice. And in Black Angel, I never had that feeling. Because for one thing, you're only ever using one dice. So you're not yeah. trying to pair dice together. And to just take one of the other people's dice, it was so easy. It was just like, yep, here's a crystal. I'll take your dice. And I never felt a tension of, oh man, I can't do what I want to do. And I'll talk more about, well, you know, the things that we did, but I didn't ever have that feeling of, of tightness where, oh boy, I really don't have what I need or it's painful to take somebody else's dice. Or I never felt like, oh, I want to lock this dice up because I don't want somebody to use it. And real quick, my last thing is I never felt like it was that important to get a lot more robots into the actual spots to roll more dice. I, I just right, never right, felt right. like that was all that important either. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times when you go to that sequence B, it's a good chance that not all of your dice are going to be out there anyways. Yeah, you might not even be able to get all of your dice. Yeah, that sequence B that R Richie's talking about is, is basically when you can't roll dice or can't buy dice, and that's when you collect the dice from your robot pool and you and you move the the black angel. So it's kind of that alternate thing. But yeah, you know, uh, uh, an interesting thing, I played this, a couple times without you guys at two player and the first time i played it i got i forgot in the back of the book that there's a two player variant and that is that you put out a neutral robot player and roll those die and then you can take those and it still didn't feel like i was lacking dice 
to, yeah. to you know i felt like i could get the dice from the second player so it, even with that rule you know it, it didn't feel like i was missing something there necessarily now another thing that i'll talk about it, since we're making twa comparisons and again we know that this game is not twa but a lot of people are looking into and getting excited about this game because it's from the same exact team and has some mechanisms that are like it but here's another difference i will say and I haven't played Twa as much as you guys have. But one thing, though, that I will say that's different, there's meeples that you put up on the card or the missions or that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can kind of race to take those, right? I guess that I guess that's kind of like the robots out on the starboard. Is it? Is it akin to that, you think? Yeah, kind of, but not yeah, really. I mean, you're kind of small straw there, but sure. I get what you're trying to go for here, Chad. And I, and I yes, I mean, it, you're certainly putting those up there. But in Twa, when you put up a meeple on one of those mission cards, you now have that mission card that you can activate and use for the rest of the game. And those are all there for all players to use. In Black Angel, you're randomly drawing these cards to be able to do that. And so you might draw one that works perfectly with whatever you're trying to do as a strategy. And you might draw some that are just absolutely worthless for you. And then, yes, you're putting them out there in the space. And yes, eventually some of them you want to drop off. And some of them you 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 don't want to. You want to try to then score them multiple times. So I get what you're going with. I mean, there is the compar- comparison there, but it's not. Once again, very tight and twa, trying to get to those spots and then trying to use those things. Hmm. Didn't feel tight at all. I was able to put whatever card out there, and you know, if I wanted to do it, I did it. And if I didn't, you know, whatever the case is. I mean, Jim would die and Fred would die, but you know, it was <laughs> sad when they would fall off. But. Well, what did you think about the technology board? Your own technology board that you're putting those tiles in and then trying to decide how you trigger those so you you take the cards and do that or or you take the debris cubes and kick off those instantly uh to to get some of those actions too not exciting very lackluster um you know i mean and we didn't really get into this as much here and i mean just real quick i'll just go into this but we were talking about how easy it is to get a dice to do whatever you wanted to kind of do well part of the problem was was taking dice to do whatever i wanted to do the actions i took were so lackluster and boring i mean it's like Clear some debris cubes, which, yeah, you could use those debris cubes to put onto that the tile board that you're kind of talking about, the the kind of tic-tac-toe tile board. But even those were like, you know, go get a new spaceship or go get a thing. And one of the ones was grab the red cards off the board. I don't know. It just never felt tension where I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to go there and get those debris cubes before me? There's never that moment of, you know, and to me, when you make a Euro game, you need to have heavy tension in it to, if I don't do this right now, my opponent's going to do it. Oh, but crap, I want to do this. Oh, but I want to do this. What am I going to do? And I, I never had that feeling in the game. Nothing ever brought me to that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree. And especially with the cards. And you talked about it as far as it being random. Real quick question. So I know we were playing where you draw two, keep one. But is the base game rule that you just draw a card? Right. They, that's that's the ad- that's the uh, advanced variant to draw two and pick one. And the reason they say that is if you're first learning to play the game, then you could sit there in AP because, again, you're trying to you're trying to combine all these things and see how they work together. And that 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 was the the idea in the in the in the manual. Sure, gotcha. And yeah, I, 
I would say that that should just be the base rule. Like, I don't, I don't even know necessarily that that's technically advanced. Like, it doesn't no. seem advanced. I mean, I get what they're saying. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't want more AP in a game when you're first learning it, I suppose. But I didn't feel like, I mean, at least with us, we just chose a card pretty quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. and that's why we did that. Because, so. I mean, that's definitely where you can get a lot of points by getting those cards down out on the planet, and it's just random. You don't. You know what color you're going to get. You know. You know what lane it's going to be in. But it's random. And and some of those cards were like amazing. Like you'd put a robot and you get four points immediately when you played it, and then it might kick off and give you some more. Ro- and some of them were just bad. Like you'd get zero points, and they wouldn't yeah. hardly do much unless you really like. That's all you concentrated on. I just just never felt like any of my actions I were doing were all that exciting. I just never felt like any, you know, certainly no combo-ish type of thing that I felt right. with it. Well, and I got into, like, our last game, I got that, <clears throat> I had the two green cards that I, was, that I was comboing, but I didn't do anything outside of draw that card. Like, I drew the card that gave me ship and uh, point when I activated it. Sure. And then I got the card that let me turn in three ships to score points. Or just turn in ships to score points, and you and, just kept kept and I just kept hitting that. that right. And I, you know, I put it up further so it didn't fall off uh, right away. And sure, and but, so you could ring that bell. But one one hundred percent luck. I didn't. I lucked into that. I didn't do anything to earn that. I guess. I think it's. I, and I see what you're saying. I think in the game you have to realize that, and if if that's what you're going to do with your strategy, because there are, I I think if you're if you're playing it and you've had a few plays of it, there are I think multiple strategies because you can go for those tiles, okay, and and you can really hit those tiles hard, or you can go for those cards if you draw enough of them, and that's the thing. I think you have to really spend your time on drawing them and try to work to drawing them and and finding some of that you just draw cards at the end of every one of your rounds though you don't draw more cards do you yeah there are there there are other action tiles and and technologies and stuff like that that will allow you to draw more cards using the tiles i gotcha so so if you can get more cards into your hand then that helps that strategy because you can see more synergies but to your point richie i will say that there didn't feel like an exciting escalation in the gameplay what i'm what i'm talking about here is that yes after i've got some of the engine going i'm drawing debris cubes and i've got a lot of technologies on my board that i can kick off each turn with a placement of a card yes i can end up with like six ships on my board all at once or i can end up with five yes i've got some more of that but the escalation meaning like because it's almost done still in micro turns you're still chaining these combos slowly and it doesn't feel as much like you've pulled something off necessarily yeah and 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 again that I think some of that has to do with the tension where, where you don't feel like you're prevented from doing a whole lot. Yeah. So, and I mean, and you asked me a question a little bit ago and I really didn't answer you because I do the tic-tac-toe thing with the tiles. I actually do find that to be an interesting mechanic. I, you know, I, I like that fact where you're pushing tiles in there and getting different ones and then you can activate them with these cards. You know, it's kind of like, well, and, you know, hopefully, you know, the, just, you, the thought would be, oh, do I use this card to activate these tiles or do I use it to play, you know, out on the board? Once again, I never had that thought process. I was just like, yep, sure, I'll just use this card. doesn't matter. But um, I liked that part and I wish that that was somehow a little bit more as a part of the game because sometimes you wouldn't even have tiles up there to buy because they only come out when you put the cards uh out onto the onto the board or whatever the they, mission they get cards. you more yeah so sometimes i'd look up at those things and quite honestly their actions were not all that exciting even the ones that you bought weren't all that exciting i was like right. i almost wish there was an escalation in those where to start with you know you've got your base ones on your board and then 
instead of how they randomly do it. I just wish there was those tiles out there where then you could like you know, an they era two or an era three where the yeah, era, era three and, ones were like then, get oh, better this and this. Gonna, you know yeah because once again there was never i didn't look up at those tiles and ever go oh my god i've got to get to that one first and there's where if i did then maybe it's like oh crap chad doesn't have a yellow dice i'm the only one with the yellow dice oh man i wish you know can i lock this die or something like that that thought never entered my head because nothing out there is all that oh my god i have to get to it yeah no, that's that's yeah, and that's really a lot in this game. And we were even talking uh, the other day, um, Clough, when I was talking about Selenia you know, outside of the podcast, that that even seems to have more tension in it because you have a deck of 16 cards, you know what your 16 cards are, so you know that I mean, there's at least some strategy there as far as okay, if I use this, you know, I, I might this is my last two, so I can't right if I use this, it's gone, right? And now I have is zeros and ones, like even in that lighter game there's it just seems like there's more there right and in full disclosure i played this game twice at the three player count i did not play it at two player and i did not play it at four player and i mean you know i just don't have a desire to play this game again because i just for, for i mean i for one thing i don't feel like there's any actions that you know excite me but do i want to play black angel or do i want to go play a game you know, that I know that I'm loving and, and I just, I just couldn't, you know, and I said, I think I said to you, Chad, I said, I just don't think I can play this game again. And so I'm putting it out there at four, maybe it's different. You know, I watched the heavy cardboard run through and they all said that they really enjoyed it. So, I mean, maybe there's something there that maybe in four, but I don't see where it changes any of the, what you're going to grab. So anyway. I've played four times with this game. I played it twice at four and, or twice at two, excuse me. And twice at three i haven't played it at four but to be quite honest i just don't i don't even even when you think like more people moving the missions might make that board go quicker because that's that that end game i just don't want to sit sit through it if i if i don't have tension with the dice at like three then i'm probably not going to have it at four either oh, and God. so even easier. <laughs> so I, I don't have any want to play it at four but i i played it four times so yeah i mean the i just can't see the interaction changing so i mean at two i mean obviously you have the neutral player so i mean i guess that's kind of like a three-player game anyways yeah basically yeah. so we already just cu covered player count essentially let's talk about replayability and variability well replayability for me is zero um <laughs> uh, Honestly, the game does seem like it has some decent variability in them because you are going to get different tiles and you're going to draw different cards each game. But I don't know if it changes the game. It just changes on what you drew and then what you can put out. I don't necessarily know if it changes the game any. I mean, we went through those decks pretty quick. So, I mean, we've seen every card in yeah. the game. That is true. So. Yeah, you're not missing out on, I mean... You I mean, may not how see they every... come out. Yeah, you may not see every card, but... But, it... but I'm talking even like the tiles, like the different tiles that come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the scoring tiles. There's a pretty, those are pretty big stacks. Yes, you are right. We didn't see all the tiles. We have been through most of the cards because when you draw two and discard one, you, you get through the cards pretty quick. Yeah, but, but having variability and different things like that doesn't necessarily, as we've talked about, doesn't make it replayability, you know, have a replayability. And for me, I mean, I'm just going to be quite honest. I just have no desire to play this game whatsoever. So it's really hard for me to say, does it have replayability? Somebody who might really enjoy this game, they might say, yes, it might have more replayability for them because of those things. But for me, you know, none. Right. And that'll go into our final thoughts and re and score of the game, I think. But replayability for me, if... If you like this game, like you said, I think you will want to try the different strategies. And there are a couple of different strategies to really hone and, and try to try to go down in this game. 
the variability, I would actually say with the cards and, and the tiles together is above average. However, I think that it actually, like we talked about with the cards, I think it actually suffers versus something like one that we like, like Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo de Magnif- Il Magnifico. Uh, yes, get it right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Which is number one. <laughs> Lorenzo Il Magnifico. At first, when I saw those cards, I got, oh, wish I wish that those aren't all the cards that we ever see in the game. But those cards let you plan. And those cards yeah. are cards that you know that you can build an engine around and you go for those cards. You know what you're going to see because they're the same cards you get every turn, uh, oh, every yeah. era. So so from that perspective, maybe variability isn't always the best thing. But this has a, a, a higher than average, in my opinion. Richie? Um, uh, replayability is low for me just because there's no tension there, I feel like, in the game. Variability, like I said, it, there, there's a lot of stuff in the game, in the box. There's a lot of stuff there. But I don't, since it's so random, random that that does hurt it you know just like you said it the randomness kind of kills the variability for me because yeah it's i'm going to be seeing different stuff but i don't like i can't make a plan i can't right i can't plan for anything right and it, in this heavy of a game it seems like you should be able to do some planning yeah and you I, don't get that I, I almost wish in a way and i mean obviously total different design but you know in, in this type of game almost like there were just set cards out there like almost like toi or maybe like you started off with a hand like like an agricola where you would you know okay this is my hand and now i'm going to then implement this strategy type of thing right yeah sort of sort of build your way down hopefully something on those lines yeah yeah all right well let's go to our final thoughts about the game clef why don't you give your final score when richie is going to give the rating scale first. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six-point scale, with a one being a game that makes you miserable, and a six being potential for top ten of all time for you. Clef, go ahead. Well, and just real quick, speaking of the, uh, because some people have been asking me on Slack, does a game have to be in your top ten to get a six? And I just want everybody to realize, a six can be given to a game because you feel like it potentially could be in your top ten. Now, it may not be in your top ten, maybe it's only in your top twenty, but so just... I just want to make sure that everybody kind of understands that not every game has to be in your top 10 to be a six. Right. And I would say you could have more right. than 10 sixes. I, I definitely have more than 10 sixes. Yep. That is a hundred percent. Black Angel is not a six. Okay. Black Angel has just a lacking of interesting decisions to make on your turn. You don't have any tension. You're easily able to get the dice you need 90% of the time. You're not really worried about somebody else taking your dice. You're not trying to get more dice necessarily because it doesn't even feel like it's all that great of a deal to get more dice. It's random in the fact where the cards draw, you don't really have anywhere that you really can go, okay, I'm going to go down this path. Uh, the the tiles that which would be to me one of the more interesting thing, that tic-tac-toe board where you put the tiles and you can activate them. The actions are just blasé, kind of boring, and they don't get any better as the game goes on. I could care less about the ship flying to Spez. I mean, it just there is just things in this game that just do not work, and which is sad because Twa is uh, one of my favorite games, and I love Twa. I love the tension of that game, and I was so looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, this game has got great components and has amazing artwork, but it stops there for me. I got to give this game a two. I mean, I will not play it again. I if somebody asked me to play it, I am going to actively say, no, I do not want to play it. I want to play something else. It just does not hit for me. So I, I have to land on a two. All right. Um, And I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of things. I, it, it almost seems unfair to compare it to Twa, but 
obviously we kind of have to. And even not comparing it to Tua. Oh yeah, even not comparing know? it to Tua. I mean, comparing it to Selenia, I I like Selenia <laughs> as well, but um, there's no tension there. The I like the meanness in Tua. I like just the tightness of Tua, and even I usually don't like punishing games and mean games, but I do like or I like mean games. But where the game is beating you up, and Tua does beat you up a little bit, but you get to beat up other people. So I, I'm definitely just more I'm biased towards Tua for sure. Um, but even without that, there is no tension as far as the dice go. They killed that in this one, especially with only being able to use one die at a time. Uh, the planet part is random, which hurts that for me. Um, I'm, honestly, I like Forum better. <laughs> I would play Forum again with you Whoa! before I would play Black Whoa! Angel again. Because there's a game in Forum. I w- and I, I w- don't see a great... This seems a lot of a lot of things tacked on. It's beautiful. It draws you in. It drew me in. I was excited for it, and then when you get there, it's it's nothing. Yeah, and I, I gotta agree with you. I'd play Forum Trade on him over this game. That's like the metaphor for the uh, metaphor for the trip to Spez. You're like, oh, here's Spez. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's coming! And then you get off the ship, and it's just populated by fart clouds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, that's a wonderful. So what do you give it? What, right, do you give what do you give it? What do you What do you rate this, Richie? So I mean, if I if I like Forum better, I get Forum a two. You did give Forum a two. Wow. This Do it, Richie. One. It's Do a it. One That's one. right. I, okay. I can't, I just can't ever see myself playing it again. And if I like Forum better than this, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you're really making me reconsider my two, but all right. <laughs> all right, Chad. Chad, bring it home. Okay. I will just start with the fact that as of right now, this is my biggest disappointment this year. I was really looking forward to this game. I was very excited because I didn't like Twa as much as you guys did. And I thought, ooh, you know, maybe this will really hit for me in a different way. And I I was so excited to get it out and mess around. And I, I at first, kind of just walking myself through turns, I, I enjoyed it. But then when, when I taught the game and started playing it with other players, it was limp. It was just limp. There wasn't tension there and now granted are we the best at this game have we played it to the best of of our abilities and figured out everything to do with it no but i just felt like every time i would look out and go oh well that guy's scoring more points than me i guess i gotta score some more points you know it just it just was like i'm trying to put this action together for more points for more points and it's too bad because it's a it's a beautiful game and as beautiful as the game is i didn't feel the theme even all that much and i'm moving these spaceships around and stuff it just it just you know because clef you said oh this looks like a vital lacerta game maybe this is this a vital lacerta and it's it's not because it doesn't feel thematic like a Vital Asserta game often does. So I I think that there's a game there. I do. I just don't think it's my kind of game with all the tension out of it. And would I play this again if someone asked? Yeah, I would. But I'm I'm not keeping my copy. It's a three. Okay, fair. All right. So there you have it. Black Angel from Pearl Games gets a two from Clef, a three from Chad, and a one from Richie. Somebody's giving a one to a game besides me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, I think we're ready now to head on to the BGG top games of all time, 101 to 110. Yeah, you got that wrong in the intro there, buddy. 
I was just making sure you were listening. I was making sure that, you know, that, yeah, what I was saying was going on here. All right. All right. So coming in at number 101. The Resistance Avalon. Oh, I think this one was in our top 100. Yeah, I believe it was in so the top this 100. So this is dropped out, and I would rightfully say, I, I don't necessarily would say it's a, t- a top 100 game, but it's a good social deduction game. It's good. I mean, and the Resistance is still in the top 100. I Okay. Yeah, I don't think both of them need to be in there. No, and I, I prefer. Th- I honestly prefer this one. That you like to, the Merlin? Yeah, I like role. having that Merlin you role have the in there. Theme a little and bit then, better. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not somebody who. There are some people who don't like to play social deduction games and get nervous, you know. And and I totally get that. I just don't like a ton of them, you know. I don't want to play a ton of social deduction games. Right. So this mm. one is kind of my. If I'm gonna go go for that, this is the one I'm gonna pull off the shelf. Yeah, I mean. It depends on the crowd or whatever. If you, I mean, when we played it back in uh, at uh, Pretzcon back a few years ago with Becky and you know some of those other people, that was a lot of fun because it was end of the night type of thing. But yeah, it's definitely not one of those games that I'm gonna hey let's play it every couple of weeks or a couple of months or right yeah. couple of years yeah so. <laughs> all right so number 102 another one i think we're gonna hit all of them that fell out that fell out yeah they just barely uh, fell out yep yeah. number 102 is Ticket to Ride Europe. Mm, the best of the Ticket to Rides that I've played. Yeah, I'll have to show you. Uh, I think you would like the UK one with the tech, where okay. you are building up tech and you can't go to certain uh, rails until you get certain tech and whatnot. So I think you would like that one. We should play that and not play another game of City of the Big Shoulders or Arkwright? Well, no, I didn't say that. Okay, then, yeah. We're Just maybe if we're in a situation where all we have is a is Ticket to Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Today, what you must situation? play a Ticket to Ride yeah. game, period. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably never happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll loan it to you. You can play it with uh, your wife, so. Yeah, probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen either. <laughs> uh, all right, number 103. This is a, a new game, although I don't think either one of you have played it. I have, though, and that is Inish. Yeah, that's, I have uh, played it. Oh, you have really? Yes. I know you hated that. <laughs> Inish, Inish is from Madigo Games and Christian Martinez, by the way. Um, I didn't hate it. I wasn't particularly fond of one of the players who <laughs> you I just didn't like one of the players at with. the table. <laughs> and I don't want to be too specific here, but I did not like one of the players I played with. Uh, not necessarily. I didn't dislike the player. I just don't like their play style mm-hmm. and um so it wasn't an enjoyable experience experience mm-hmm. but i found the game to be interesting i mean i like yeah. the fact where you know how to win the game you have to first of all announce i'm going to be able to win the game the next turn right and i think that's an interesting mechanism of how that's played that is not an interesting mechanism that is why i avoided that game because it's like a munchkin type mechanism where it's like okay let's bash him down he can win this turn and it just mm. can go on but for longer than you. yeah sometimes you just can't in this game it yeah. it's definitely a game that the more you play it because you're drafting the same cards every round and the more you know those cards right the better you'll be able to draft and get yourself in a position where someone cannot stop you right I, I have this. I have the expansion. I have not gotten a chance to play with the expansion. I know the expansion brings in like islands and more okay. of the, I can't remember what the, the really powerful cards. I can't remember what they're called, but the uh, legendary some, some cards tales or, or yeah, yeah okay, something like whatever that. They are, but brings in more of those and some other, uh, it's a module one. Yeah. So now, I'm not dying to play it again, but right. like if you came to me and said, Clef, I really want to play this game and try the expansion, I'd be in. I, okay, I'd, cool. I'd okay, so it's a, so. it's an initial, it's an initial, it's an initial three from Clef, then I would, I would try it. 
Okay. All so, right. Well, we'll yeah. have to get that hey, birthday game day coming up. All right. Ooh, that's I right. Do that. Birthday game day is coming up. All right. So the next one. it was one. just going to be Arkwright, City of the Big Shoulders, and. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's all day. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you could probably pull that off. <laughs> the next one, 104, is Chaos in the Old World. This is also one that fell out from uh, Eric Lang, uh, who's the publisher. Publisher okay. on this is Fantasy Flight, Flight Games. Oh, I was so hoping it was. Come on! <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, this was, I think I was the only one that ever played this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't tend to go for uh, boards um, made no. of human skin. No. <laughs> Isn't that, is no. that it, like, supposed Not to look like it's game. stretched yes, over? Yes, it is. No desire, out human skin. no thought process on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, that's a good call for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. But did you like it? Yeah, what did yeah, you think fine. of it? But, I mean, Blood Rage, because he kind of takes some of the stuff... Um, from this, and uh, I think Ashgard is the other game. Oh, right, yeah. To make Blood Rage. So, okay. I mean, just play Blood Rage. If you're going to play this type of game and you want this style, in the Eric Lang style, then just play Blood Rage. Okay, cool. So, okay. All right, the next one, uh, 105. This is another one that fell out, and that is uh, Santorini. Ah, okay. Roxley Games, and uh, yeah. it's The designer is Gord! Exclamation point, <laughs> yes, I guess. Right. I don't, <laughs> so... Um, I've played it. Don't really have a desire to play it again. You played it with God Powers, right? Uh, the second or third time. I think I played okay. it like three times in one night. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, you know, Dan, my friend Dan, loves. He he actually likes abstracts a lot more than I do. So he's like, got to play this, got to play this. And I played it. It was me, him, and I think my son Mason, and we played. I think three games, and you know, it's okay, but just it's just not my style. I just don't. I'm like, whatever. I didn't even know that was a three player game. I always thought it was player. just two. No, you can play it four player. Yeah, you can play up to four. I've only. I feel like it's a two player game. Yeah, it, feel, it felt like that when I played it. I, I was. I have nothing to compare it from hmm. because I've never played a two player. But I didn't. I thought three player was just as interesting of trying to you know block each other type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like abstracts, and I was actually slightly disappointed by this game. But oh. I still have it. Okay. I don't know why, but I still Be- have it. I don't know if you, I would get rid of it. It's a. I mean, the production is really good. You so. like the Greek. You just like the Greek yeah. people. No, it hasn't come off the uh, shelf okay. in a long time. And are you gonna are you gonna pull it out anytime? Probably not. Yeah, no. put it on the shelf. <laughs> just, just on the shelf. All right, it's going put on it the shelf. It just felt, and it, it is a really pretty production. It is because Broccoli Broccoli generally does a pretty good job with these kinds of things. But uh, yeah, I I just abstracts aren't my thing anyway. And so the God powers are a nice touch, but you know I could yeah. take it or leave it. Whatever. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. All right. So the next one. Number 106 is Railways of the World from Eagle Griffin. Yep, very good. And uh, Glenn Drover and Martin Wallace. Good old Marty. I have not played this. I know. We need to get you. We have we have I, Railways of Nippon, and we need to get say, you playing I it. I thought that's what we were going to play tonight, in fact. but The but Railways, of, yeah. But well, well. I know. There's good reason. Yeah. In, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, uh, Railways of Nippon, you know, same. I mean, it's a different game, but I mean, same type of uh, mechanics and everything in it. And Excellent game. One that I want to play again more now that I've played Age of Steam a little bit more. I want to can, you know, go and see it, what I more think of it. Too. It came off of your sell shelf. I was surprised by that. Yeah, it did. Because you, you were trying to sell it to me not well, too long ago. Yeah, it, you know, I change. No, no, I know. I'm not you saying know, it's a bad thing. I mean, hey, you pulled the game off with the wooden bowl that you were going to Oh, yes. I'm glad I, I did. Get mobile, that. Mobile. Yeah. I yeah, like mobile. that about you guys. <laughs> I like that you are not afraid to change your mind. It's your prerogative. I like that. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's hey, good. We grow. We change. <laughs> yeah. People you know, make things. mistakes. People change their minds. Yeah. People yeah. rate games a four that are nowhere close to a four. <laughs> <laughs> people are passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder if sometimes people wonder, are these guys really friends? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. What's next? 107, which I think this is the last game that fell off the list, and that's Aura at Labora by uh, good old Uve. Uve. And Lookout Games? Or Z-Man? Or Mayfair? One of, one those. of those. Just one of those. one of those. Just pick one. Pick one. Uh, well, Chad, we've played this together. Yeah, we have. And I liked it. It's not a cleft game because, it's, first of all, because it's a Rosenberg, so, it, you know. Well, Lahav's a six for me, so right. it's not necessarily a Ro- Rosenberg. Just, I don't know, the game just didn't hit on all cylinders for me. But I only had the one play, so I do want to try it again. And, Richie, I think you would like this. I, I definitely want to try it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to try it. The, there's a, a resource wheel that's really fun to manage. The only knock against this game is that... the it doesn't have very much variability. You've got the French okay. side and then the, is it the German side maybe? I can't remember. Swedish. No, it's not. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, thought if I, said it, it. I thought if I said it with that authority, you would <laughs> so go You with said it. it very confidently. I believed you. <laughs> anyway, the and the, and those are the tiles that you have for the game. So And you play with those that you're kind of drafting into your, into your village, basically. But it is interesting. There are a lot of interesting decisions, especially based around that resource wheel, and I think you would like it. It's a little bit heavier for planning. Is the resource wheel kind of like Glass Road? Yeah, like how I mean, it it, it's yeah. almost, you know, you know how he does those things where he's like, oh, I like this mechanism. I'm going to do this with it now. And so. yeah. All right. What's next? I'll let Chad say this next one. I want to. Is it for Michelle? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just say that for Michelle. Just 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 so she <laughs> just say feels good. Uh, yeah. just do some lip smacks and I say I want to be biased when I announce this. OK, so 108 is Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Oh. It's a shame make, that it's just want to make this sure. low. Ooh. Come on, people. This is terrible, people. It should be in the top 100. Although uh, I've gotten Jordan. I think Jordan said it was like in his top three now. Yeah. And no, I think I, I turned Joe around on it as yeah. well. Because I know Joe, I think his first play wasn't great, and then we got to play it again. But yeah, fantastic game. Flaminia Brazzini, Virginio Gili, and Simone Luciani. So, you know, those guys usually make some hits for us anyway. And, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about it earlier in the episode the fact that there aren't as many cards and you always see the same cards, at least in the base game. But, uh, you know, once you get used to that, I kind of like it. You it, know, it you, works, you play actually, yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, yeah. It, it's not a, oh, yeah, you need randomness. Even since the expansion brought a little bit of randomness to it, but not With enough. With the fifth that, tower, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make it enough that, you know, you still have a lot of planning and a lot of work. It's, it's an amazing game. But, and I, I don't understand how more people don't have this higher. But I mean, 108 is pretty high still. Those that bidding, is that so. is true. Those bidding for player powers, though, is is pretty great in that game. I mean, because it just starts off with a bang. You're bidding Amazing. for some of those great powers, yep. and then at, at the end, you're, you're, you've got it, and you've just spent all your resources for that player power, and you're like, yes! And then you look out of the board and go, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> how's the, uh, how's the digital version? Oh, it? Uh, it, it got an update. It got a little uh, change in the, the user interface, so it's better. Okay. I would I would recommend you download it if you, I mean, if you, I, I wouldn't recommend buying it, but if you back the Kickstarter and you just haven't downloaded it yet because it, of all the bugs, I would say it's safe to download to at least mess around with. It still crashes from time to time. I have never lost a game in it, so the AI is terrible. Like mm-hmm. usually, like my average score is around because this just has the base game and the leader card. So my average score is usually like around a uh, hundred to like a hundred and twenty around there. And the AI typically scores 
between 60 and 80. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. Can you play against other players yet? On Not it yet. It has on there, because it's still in early access mode, but it gotcha. does have the, like when you bring up the load screen, it does say online play. So I think that is the, the plan. It, okay. it definitely needs it, or they they got to beef up the AI. But if you have not played Lorenzo a lot and you want to mess around with the different cards and stuff like that, that could it's help good for you that. Out a little bit. Yep. And just this is a little bit of a tangent, but I'll tell you a game that I d they did perfect for the online version is Clans of Caledonia. Oh yeah, they did really. Good. Oh my goodness, really good. That's really good. I mean, you know, I do not like playing games online very much. It's just not really my big cup of tea, but clans i mean i'm i'm ready for you to start up a new game i'm by oh yeah i'm up for it ooh, first three-player game oh boy it was close let's not talk about that it well was, it was close for two of the players okay well maybe not for richie <laughs> but between jake and i it was close i mean like within five point i think i scored 175 and he scored 170 or something yeah it was, it was very close it was oh but so much fun that just yes i know this has nothing to do with this segment, <laughs> but it's really good if you like that game or if you've not played it is a great way to get to play it where at uh, Board Game Board Game Arena. Arena. Okay, there yep. it is. On Board Game Arena, check out Clans of Caledonia. Moving on, <laughs> number 109 <laughs> is Command and Colors Ancients. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Richard Borg, who, who's done a lot of war games, basically. Oh, uh, the the one that Picard got assimilated by, is what you're saying, that... Nope. No, not that not that board. Although there are oh. cubes in the game. Oh, There's okay. Yeah. Squares and it's that it's called the block block war games basically cuz you use those blocks, mm. right? So here's the deal. I've been thinking a lot about trying to play one of these uh Command and Colors games because he also did mem memoir, I believe as well, which is a, a lighter version, right? But the Command and Colors Ancients, uh, I'm interested to see how that plays. I would like to play it except that we have this other guy in our group that I know would never want to play it. Yeah, he only plays Euros. Right. Yeah, yeah that would be him. Who so, are we talking about? So I kind of <laughs> just, shh, we're talking. Oh, wait, he okay. does play Crosstalk and Decrypto, though. <laughs> That's, That's right, he does. <laughs> but anyway, for this war game. Wait a minute, are you talking about me? <laughs> I kind of I want to tell him that, you know, uh, there's some people from Buffy, the Vampire Slayer downtown, signing autographs. And then me and you <laughs> can play a Richard Board war game. That's That's my idea. I have never said that I would not give it a try. I've never played any of them, so I'm, I... Always will give any type of game a try. It once. could be miserable. Mm, yeah, could that's be miserable, the thing, though, because if you get into I've, it and you really don't like it, yeah, well, and then I, you rush to the end. I've, I've played Root. I mean, it can't be any worse <laughs> than that. I mean, <laughs> okay, so, so maybe anyway, maybe we'll we'll do that when uh, you know when one of these months here where, where Clef might not be around. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the love here, guys. All right. <laughs> All uh, right. No, what's you next? haven't played Command Colors, though, right? No, I have not. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, then next up on the list is Chronicles of Crime, which has been hot. And this is, I mean, this is just came out last year, right? Or yeah, was it it's, this year? it's really moving up the, the ranks. And I've played Detective. I I've still have two more to go. And I, this is not your type of game, I know, but I actually got the expansion, too, because it's pretty cheap and it's only three, which I can get you know, like three episodes played easier than I can the five that the base game of Detective was. But I, I liked it. I really liked what it did. And I have a lot of people like my mom and my sister that would like to play those kind of, you know, mystery yeah. deduction game. And this one, you use your phone, right? To like look around the scene. Right. Right. 
Yeah, and and you can get these gl- VR kind of glasses with it to go on your phone too. And I, mm-hmm. I think the thing about with that is you just everybody wants a chance to do that, you know, to check out the crime scene and stuff like that. But. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, it's not my style of game either. I just uh, in board games, it just seems like a lot of times with these that they're just so poorly written or just mediocrely written that it's not that interesting. And like I'd rather go watch like a good movie or like read a book hmm. instead. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I read a book. <laughs> yes. I would. I would rather play the the Star Trek game that you were just talking about from the board guy. <laughs> that game. That it wasn't it wasn't even what I was talking about. What? See how much he listens to me. <laughs> All right, is that our first ten out of the hundred? That's our first ten. All right, Woo. I guess we have to count and see how many of these we played, and then you know, I I know what everybody's picking for their favorite, but how many of these have we played? Let's see. I mean, does Railways of the World count? If it's the same, it's not the same. Pond will be at some point. Yeah, so no, it doesn't count then. So let's see here. I've played four of the 10. I've played six of the 10. I have played six of the 10. That might be the lowest number combined of yeah, probably. since we've been doing this. Yeah. I mean, as we it go may down, get I mean, more it like may that get as we go down. More right? like that, yeah. When we get to a thousand to a thousand and ten, <laughs> I played zero. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Lorenzo for me, that's an easy pick. For no, me. Lorenzo for me, no questions. Yeah, I I'm, I can't even be try to be different. Lorenzo is, is the best one off of, of the four that I played, so I'll right. go with Lorenzo as well. All right, we have one more thing, right? Uh, this We've is, got a new segment. A, a new segment, and and part of this Ooh. is because our, our Slack chatter people have yeah. really wanted to hear this. And incidentally, if you aren't on our Slack, you really should join in. You can, you can check us out, uh, send us a punchboard paradise gmail to check out our slack because you really really should get on that in fact yeah. we've got a book group going now now i know richie talked about reading but he doesn't really and i know clef you just play board games you don't read <laughs> but we've got a book group from <laughs> that, that's on there too so. i've read books before what's going on this called you dumb or something richie. i didn't say that you read books richie oh my goodness we literally just talked about a book club on this board game podcast okay well, well we're building yeah, a community are, here. Yeah. All right, here we go. That's, that's true. Stand okay. back. Okay. Because now it's Ready? time for... I don't know what music will be, but that's what I'm going with. <laughs> it is bought it, played it, sold it. All right, so how does this work? It sounds okay. great. So I'm going to do... Uh, so I'm not going to say each week or each episode, but you know, uh, occasionally here. I am going to... Talk about a board game that I have purchased, I have played it, and I have decided it's not worth staying in the collection, so I've sold it. Now, sometimes we buy games, and the game is terrible, Black Angel, and you're going to sell it because (laughs) it's just not worth keeping, right? But sometimes you're going to sell games that maybe it's not a bad game, but it just is the same category as maybe a lot of other games and you like all those other games more. So there's really no place or sometimes it's going to be a game that maybe it's somebody else's favorite game or one of their favorite games. And you know, you're only ever going to play it with them and you're never going to play it, pull it out. So there are different reasons why I might sell it. So I'll kind of explain, you know, first of all, why did I decide to buy it? Then why, you know, then maybe quick on the play. And then I'll talk about why I sold it. And then you guys will either tell me why you think I was right in selling it or whether you think I'm a complete and utter idiot. Okay, cool. You're a complete and utter idiot. 
I what, haven't said the game yet. I was say, what is the game oh, <laughs> that we're talking about this so week? So the first game I'm going to go with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whop out a doozy here. The first game that I bought that I then played and now I've sold it is Vidiculture. Ugh. Okay, now let me let me just let me give the yeah, explanation yeah, 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 before yeah, yeah. you call me an idiot. Okay, so I bought Vidiculture because obviously it was very, uh, you know, hot game talked about. It looked very interesting to me, and so I bought it. And I bought it. Um, I think it's just the base uh, game, or at least I think it might have just been Vidiculture Essentials to start with. So it had the the base board. I eventually bought the expansion of Tuscany, so I had the Tuscany full board also, and. I really enjoy the game. It's a fun game. It's got, you know, some good decisions in it. It's got some cool mechanisms. I mean, certainly the Grande Worker is a very interesting thing. And getting the cards and kind of doing your thing is all, it's it's interesting. And, and I liked it. I really do like the game. But it's become one of those games where, for me, I am not going to be pulling that one off the shelf to play with anybody that doesn't already own that game. If I'm going to play, you know, if we were going to play it, you guys both own the game. You guys have the full thing. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure you even have the newest expansions or whatever, and I stopped getting expansions for it. So you guys have the whole thing. So for me, there just didn't feel like there was a need to keep it in my collection because I'm just not pulling it out to play, uh, to play the game. So that's why I decided to sell it. Whoa, I'm getting light shine to my are you testing i was just checking your your pupils to see if you're on something (laughs) (laughs) that's all Uh, (laughs) they were a little bit bit, just a little bit yeah are you hard up for money or do we i mean i'm not gonna loan you any cash has nothing to do do with money it just has to do with not gonna get played Uh, here's one thing i'll say this i don't find it to be the best two-player game I think it's a better yeah, I can't multiplayer game. With that. And like the there's really only my 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 friend Brian is the only one who I play a lot of two player games with that wouldn't like I said wouldn't own this game so and I'm not going to pull it out and play it two players with him. So really? I just you, I just don't see a need to have it in my collection. See to me now and and it's it's more nostalgia than than you know it, I'd have to do my top 100 again, but a while back, quite a while back, it was towards the top. If it wasn't one, it was close. And part of that, I will say, is nostalgia because it was, uh, I got it before Essentials, way before, right after it pretty much came out and then Tuscany came out with it. I got those things together and I really still liked the game. It kind of opened up what, what, you know, production and beautiful euros could be and that kind of stuff for me. So there's, there's certain, certainly nostalgia there, but I just think, you know, I think it's a nice, date night game like if you have another couple come over and you kind of play this game with with another couple and and you know I, I i like it for that they don't have to be heavy gamers and still have a good time i mean and actually when i've done that they usually go out and buy a copy of the game i mean so i don't know i you know i get what you're saying there i don't have i don't have couples that i play those type of games with if i'm going to play if i do ever have couples that come over that are not gamers you know that's where i'm getting in my crosstalks and my decryptos and you know those type of games yeah um but yeah so i I don't have an audience that i am going to play this game with i mean i'm gonna play it with you guys see i'm surprised your friday night group because you i mean you usually play with larger groups i i do but that's uh, it's not that game that group is usually we're a little bit more either a 
heavier, but B, more initially, more newer New. game. Yeah, you hotness. Know, it's, I was going to say, what are we, you know, group. here's the hotness. You know, like, mm-hmm. to, on, you know, and we're recording this on a Thursday night. Tomorrow night's my game night. And I've already set up, you know, it's, it's Barrage. You know, hey, we got the new hotness. We're going to play Barrage. I mean, that's, that's what we're going to be doing. We're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, hey, let's go and play Viticulture. And quite okay. honestly, I'm pretty sure Dan has a copy of it if we were going to play Viticulture. Okay. Well, you, I mean, you're wrong. I like this segment because I can tell you that. <laughs> and But you, you're going to have to explain at some point why Buffy the Vampire Slayer is on your shelf. And uh, there's a lot of great games not... I guess I guess at some point we'll have off. to play. We'll have to get a new segment called "Bought It, Played It, and Kept It." <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Buffy. All right. Well, you're wrong. You're an idiot. No, okay. I don't really hey, mean it. So if we so if we do like a little uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on whether or not you think I made the right decision, Chad. It with my reasoning. Do you think I made the right decision? No. Okay, Richie, with my reasoning, do you think I made the right decision? Uh, not at all. I okay. mean, you usually don't even play two-player games. So I don't. That is not even a good reason. Okay, to get rid of it. All right. So the first segment, <laughs> Clef is wrong. All right. <laughs> I think he might be wrong at a lot of at the end of most of these, unless we talk yeah. about. Uh, oh, I won't talk about it. We might actually. Yeah. <laughs> wait. 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 <laughs> I don't want to burn through know, the hey, list. I threw one out, like I said, right away. That I said this is going to be a little bit of cut. So hey. Um, so I say we open up the, this to the guild. Sure. You've heard my reasons of why I decided to sell this game. Do you think I'm justified in selling it? Or do you feel like I should just still have it on my shelf because it is really a great game? Uh, so we'll put that on the guild. And I'd love to hear what people think. All right. You heard it. Punch Punch. Check out our guild at uh, Board Game Geek guild 3227 and you can tell him how wrong he is so you won't just vote or, on it you can even tell him how wrong he or, is or yeah you can tell me that i'm that i'm right uh, you can just tell him how wrong he is about it, you know anything it I, doesn't even have to be about this it's true i tell hey, you hey. He, he wasn't near he wasn't nearly as wrong as that teddy ruxpin photo was so hey, I, hey, we, we're moving on from that <laughs> i got it moving her. on from that well listen everybody Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can still get in on that contest for one more week, so be sure to do that. And we really, really appreciate you guys listening, and that's really all we've got for today. Everybody, have a great, great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. Do 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 ba 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 do 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 do.